This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. This is your host, Chris. No! God, please, no! No! I know. 
I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Right, Chris. All right, good evening. How the devil are we all? Welcome along. It's uh, the Leicester City Brighton preview. Um, they're going to beat us. Good night. <laughs> I do feel like that this season, though. I mean, I'm going to bring my guest in in a second, who is a huge, huge Brighton fan. Um, and as the ABBA song went, one of us is uh, happy. Uh, one of us is lonely. And I think that one is me. Uh, what a see Of all the teams we need to play next, it's a team that stuffed us 5-2 earlier in the season. But look, you know, this is football. Tottenham are beating Manchester City 2-0 as we speak. Sorry for any spoilers, but I mean, oh God, what a season. What a season. Mike is in. Uh, am I okay? Ask me this time on Saturday night and I'll let you know. Spencer, nice to see you again. It's been a while. Um, Mike says, to know how the rest of us must be feeling. I'm crapping myself ahead of the visit of Brighton. So am I. Look, you know, I mean... There I was this time last season saying, look, you know, give it a break. Give it a break. I'm fed up with him. Potter does this and Potter does that. Um, who needs Potter? <laughs> when you've got, is it the Zerbi? I think it's pronounced. Let's find out. We'll bring my guest in this evening. That's a, a huge, huge uh, Brighton and Hove Albion fan. Chloe, good evening. How the devil are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Well, not as good as you this season, obviously. But uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, before we go any further, your link, I will put your link in the description below, but just tell people how they can find you. Uh, I'm British Tea Hater on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm also on the Albion Obsessed podcast um, fairly often. So. No, no, good, nice. Uh, no, get over there and, and follow you. Uh, tell her, I mean, who needs Potter, eh? I mean, yeah, when Potter left, I was a little bit worried. Um, but to be honest, I did have faith that Tony Bloom would find the right person to take over because he is just such a tremendous owner. And, um, mm. yeah, Deserby has just been even more brilliant. Um, I feel he's a bit more direct. Um, we just go and score as many goals as we can now, it seems like. And... Um, just, you know, he's got Solly March scoring. Lana's got a few goals. Um, it's it's just really great to watch. And I think, yeah, I think he's a great manager. And um, it's it's been brilliant, to be honest. I mean, last season, your problem was scoring. And this season, you know, you, you <laughs> we know we've been on the end of one of them. I mean, 5-2 earlier in the season, it should have been 6-2 to you, in fairness. That, that was a very... Uh, valid goal that was that was written off, but um, <laughs> you've sorted that problem out. Goals are not a problem. No, um, I think the thing is, people always used to say, "Oh, you need a striker, you need a fifteen goal a season man, or whatever." And I think now we've got so many different players scoring, and you know they might be chipping in five or six, but mm. across the season, if everyone does that, then that's really good and it adds up and um you know we've got a tremendous young striker in Evan Ferguson he's 18 I, I can't mm. remember how many appearances he's made but it's not many most of them from the subs bench um he's got two goals now and it's he's such a good little player um 
had an amazing game again on Saturday against Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good time to be a Brighton fan. <laughs> it surely is. Um, I mean, talk to me. I mean, it's, you've obviously got this new manager come in. Uh, and it, I've got to be honest with you, it's nice to see a manager standing up to the players. And you obviously know I'm going to ask you about Trossard now. I mean, it looks like it, it's Arsenal is going to possibly. Uh, they do. They do like a, um, a Brighton player or two, don't they? Um, is it? I mean, it, it, that doesn't seem to have. I mean, we had the trouble obviously earlier in the season with Fafana, and it kind of threw the whole team out askew. But it, this hasn't bothered. He, he's come out. He's, he's laid the law down. He says, right, you know, not going to play you. And you just carried on. And are you sorry that he'd be going? I mean, a little bit, because on his day, he can be a great player. But he was always very hot and cold. Um, and, you know, I didn't really think he had an attitude. He wasn't very good leading up to the World Cup. So I thought he sort of had his head on that, in that. And, um, and then when he got back, he wasn't. And apparently he was like late to training or and then he had a bit of an argument with Deservey and a senior player I'm not too sure what went down um but to be honest a lot of the other players um like March for instance have been so sort of positive about Deservey that I'm kind of inclined to believe him and um I think Trossard's agent as well is a bit of a agent (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and yeah, just stirring things up. Um, and and, yeah, you don't really want that in your team. So good riddance, really. Um, I, I am believe a bit sorry. To, I always used to see him at work as well, so that that's going to be um, quite disappointing. Not seeing a Brighton player at my work anymore. <laughs> but you've got a World Cup winner. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. Alexis McAllister. I am. So, I was so proud that he's. Mm. He wasn't just part. Of, he wasn't just sort of there. He was yeah. sort of a big part of them winning the World Cup. And I am so so proud to have him in our team. And he seems like such a lovely bloke. And he's probably my favourite Brighton player. Um, I, I, there's I, a few sort of vying for that title, but mm. yeah, he's definitely one up there. He's he's such a good little player and. Um, yeah, he seems really nice as well. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City have just got one back, so it's now 1-2. So my prediction of 2-2 is on. Come on, City. Um, I need the points. Um, yeah, it might say in there, uh, full credit to Brighton and Hove, and Terry says there, all respects to you. Um and, and and he's come back as a World Cup winner, and I loved I loved the I saw I think it was on either on TikTok or YouTube when he walked into the the ground and he had his medal and everybody was cheering him. But he's actually come out and sort of he's happy there, you know. He's completely like the opposite to Trossard. Yeah, um, maybe you know we are sort of looking to Europe. I'm not saying realistically we're going to get in there, but. It's sort of, I reckon it's probably on people's minds. It's certainly on my mind. Um, So it's like, why not stay at Brighton for just a little bit? You don't have to stay there forever. You know, he's still young, McAllister. Um, I can't remember how young exactly, but he's still got a big career ahead of him. So why not stay there a little longer? Just see what we can do. And um, 
yeah. he's got every chance of getting get the way this the way this season's playing out. Um, you, you've got every chance. Uh, talking about somebody who's got every chance, he does like to to make an entrance. I did say this last week. He's like, "Let it till I die." His very own prima donna. <laughs> Let's bring him in, Craig. Good evening. <laughs> the devil. Good evening. Is. How are you doing, Chris? Hi, Chloe. Hey. Um, you you were sent to the shops. Well, not quite. Not quite, but you know, a busy, busy man, but always finds time for you, Chris. <laughs> oh, I love a creep. <laughs> you are. Is it creep or creepy? I'm not sure. But, Either one. Um, <laughs> we were just saying before you came in with Chloe there. I mean, what a good season Brighton yeah, are having. Yeah, I mean, they're doing really well. I, I think uh, early on, on the first couple of games, when the the new manager appointment after Potter had uh, had gone to. Uh, Sorry, two-two now, Man City. Two goals in about two minutes. Yes, two more goals now. That's my prediction. Yeah. So when, uh, yeah, when when Potter uh, sold his soul to um, the bright lights of London, um, I think early on the the results weren't great. I think it was there was sort of some changes going on. But since then, the the players have clearly bought into what he's trying to what he's trying to do and uh some really impressive performances um it's a shame that we're 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 meeting you on the on the back of them yeah i know i know not the fact that we you know we we were well beaten earlier in the season of course i mean chloe i had you i'm just looking at my predictions here and we're going to be doing tomorrow like a mid-season review but i i had you down as 12th this season um you're sat in 7th now you were talking about europe why not dream you know, I mean, you know, when you look when you look at that table at the moment, uh, and I'm desperately trying to bring it up here. I mean, you're sat there in seventh on thirty points. Um, you're only three points off Spurs or four at the moment because they're drawing. Um, you've got Liverpool and Chelsea below you. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um... I think there's every reason whether it's whether I mean I'm sure you'd even you know you'd, I mean everybody poo-pooed the conference last year as we remember Craig but yeah I'm sure whatever form it comes in you just you know you'll 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 take European football won't you Yeah I'll I'll be there no matter what um yeah that really excites me um yeah. even you know the conference who cares it's European football that's incredible um, and I hate to use that phrase for a team like Brighton, but just sort of since I started supporting us when we were in League One and now talking about European football, it's just absolutely amazing. It's living the dream. And obviously, you know, we've been there, at Craig, you know, mm. and this is what, to me, football is all about. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't, you know, unless you're one of the so-called, you know, big six, you can't sort of, you know, constantly be up there even if you're Liverpool and Chelsea you can't but you know it, I love seeing these teams and if it's not going to be Leicester like last season I was really pleased West Ham did as well as they did and it's great to see the likes of Brighton you know you've got Fulham in sixth Brighton in seventh and Brentford in eighth I think it's really important to show that you can't just buy success you know that that's not the only way if you've got a good structure to your football club with a good manager and players who buy into the philosophy that the manager is trying to play, then you can be successful. And mm. success is different, engaged differently for every club. So 
the likes of us, the likes of Brighton, you know, being in the top 10 is your first success and then starting to nibble away and getting into a European spot is the next bit. So it's always good to see a, and I'll take your point, Clay, but a, a so-called smaller club being successful. I think as a so-called smaller club, you know, bring it on. And in fairness, I think certainly I would, I think you would as well. We still consider ourselves a smaller club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Craig, a quick question for you here from Terry. Uh, after our first loss um, since World Cup, you said you were not alarmed. Have you changed your opinion a little? A little. Um, I think the most frustrating thing is um, that the manager... I am losing my patience, let, let's put it that way. Um, but it's because he's so stubborn. Um, to just say that we play 4-4-3, four, four, th- uh, three, three, it'd be great if we could play 4-4-3. Four, four, um <laughs> So that we play four four uh, four three three, and uh, it doesn't matter whether you've got the players to do that. It's like saying that you know I only eat cabbage, but today I've got cauliflower, but I'm not going to eat it because I'd rather starve. And that's that's what his mentality appears to be. Yes, mm-hmm. in an ideal world, if you've got all the players to play all those positions, then you play your preferred formation. If you haven't, you have to adapt. And what he's showing is that he's got absolutely no adaptability at all. So he's managing himself into a corner, to be honest. Yeah, and clearly, I mean, just shows what happens when you know when you change managers and get another good manager in. When Deserby came in, I mean, nobody, well, we certainly hadn't heard of him. Um, you weren't sure, as you said earlier. Has he changed a lot or has he kept the philosophy going? Um, yeah, well, when he first came in. Uh, his first game was a 3-3 draw with Liverpool at Anfield. Um, Trossard actually got a hat-trick in that game. Um, I remember that game was absolutely amazing. And then there was a loss to Brentford on the road, a 0-0 draw to Forest. And I think I was starting to think of it. But um, the City game is the one which swayed me and made me think that he was going to be a good manager, even though we lost. The performance was really something. And I think the Chelsea game, the game against Chelsea, was the first one where he sort of played his side. Mm. And, um, yeah, we won that one 4-1. And it, it was one of the best games I've seen at the Amex because it was just so amazing beating our old boss with our new one. Um, yeah. And I do think he's just more direct and he actually seems to go for it. Mm. all the time and um i think he's just some of the things he says like why shouldn't the fans dream about europe it's like potter was always sort of managing expectations like and like when some fans a very isolated bunch booed him after that leeds game it was um oh i think i think the fans need a history lesson and deserves just seems a bit more positive like why can't we dream about that you know, um, and yeah, it's just great to see. And he seems like such a lovely bloke. Well, as I say, you know, I, I, I thought it may start to unravel, but it hasn't, as I said earlier, you know, he's kept it going. Uh, just a Tim, quick one, Chris. So, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You can say hello to TM. Um, I'm, oh, sure she, <laughs> I'm sure she was, I'm sure she was enjoying the, um, uh, the first half, not so much the second half. No, no, I wasn't yeah. going to say that TM, but I'm nice. You know, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, and, and apologies if you if you covered this just before I uh, I got in. 
But how how do the fans feel that De Zerbi has managed the Trossard um, uh, stuff that's been going on with him? Yeah, I think from what I've seen, a lot of fans are on um, De Zerbi's side. In fact, everyone seems to be, to be honest. Um, and, you know, he even said if if he wants to come back, that's fine. But the, the on, door's on always open, he yeah. said. Um, but it's just... I think Trossard's just thrown a bit of a strop from what I've heard. And um, it, there was always reports, like he'd go away on international duty and then there'd be stories about how he was looking, you know, to play European football or how he wanted to leave and all this. So I think there's sort of been a few things in the past with Trossard and now this, it's just sort of, yeah, it's, it's Trossard that's yeah. the problem. Um, and I think, and I think some of the things that, other players have said about Deserby, like Solly March, um, saying he's he put his arm around me and told me I'm a good player and I think that's what I needed. And sort of, it seems like the other players also. And then the fact that the other players are still playing for Deserby, yeah. I feel, speaks for itself. You know, we it hasn't affected the squad, so it must be... Mm. Mm. Well, it has been handled well. Yeah. It I think it was interesting, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought I heard Adam Lalana come out and say that he's the best manager he's played for, which is interesting because I think Adam Lalana played for Rogers at Liverpool. <laughs> so you can never that say well. that Rogers is the best manager anybody's played for, can you? Well, I'm sure somewhere Barnes must. <laughs> Mike says here Trossard to Leicester I don't think that's ever going to happen I think he's going to Arsenal isn't he I'm going to say he's pretty much yeah. uh, mm-hmm. done deal to Arsenal mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the press conference um, or you, you, you caught up on it at all Craig but, No I've not had a chance um, what, we've Obviously we are after this um, Victor Christensen mm-hmm. um, Apparently we've also had a bid turned down for the Norwich midfielder but we've, we've gone in for another midfielder as well but if anybody's interested, seven o'clock tomorrow, I have got. And don't ask me to pronounce his name. I'm going to have to practice it overnight. But I have. Just call got, him Victor. No, 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 no. It's the guy I'm talking to about. Oh, him. right. <laughs> hey, Chris, I know that you can struggle on the easiest of names. So forgive me. I can indeed, Cryag. Um, <laughs> I've got a Danish uh, journalist coming up. I do not believe this. Manchester City three, Spurs wow. two. Well, that's, that's good because that means we're only three points yeah. behind Spurs, and after this game, we'll have two games in hand on them. It it it's sorry, TM. So that's just I just can't believe what I'm watching. But he, he's come out, has Thomas? Sorry, tomorrow at seven o'clock. It will be pre-recorded. We'll be premiering at seven o'clock and talking to. His English seems very his English, certainly better than my Danish anyway. But hopefully, um, hopefully I'll bring home the bacon and do a good job. Um, today, Brendan Rogers said, the thing we've suffered from is competition. If players are not at the same level, partly it's because of competition. They need someone breathing down their neck to take their shirt. Now... <laughs> I thought we had players that could come in, uh, but Rogers just wasn't using them. Um, yeah, I mean, sadly, I think uh, it, it's funny because I, re- I remember when 
Brendan first came here, and I think there was a Twitter site that was named Deluded Brendan. And I'm starting to understand why now, because the, uh, this is why I'm losing my patience. He's just full of excuses. You know, all of the situations, apart from the in injuries, and I know some people will blame him for the injuries, um, but every other decision is down to him. Who we've bought, I think, is pretty much down to him. So if he's not been buying players who are good enough to put them uh uh, under competition then that's that's on him and i was speaking to a friend of mine uh, last week and he said that all of this money that's been uh, spent on the the training ground and the fact that brendan prides himself on improving players that's his big thing you know they're in the right place to improve and get better as players i'm struggling to think of any players who have improved mm -hmm. um over the past 18 months, to be honest. Uh, so that's why I'm starting to lose a little bit of patience. And you've seen that, you know, we, we nobody had heard of Deserby. I'm sure, I'm, I bet you hadn't, Chloe, before uh, before he turned up. So if, if the people who are running your club are doing their due diligence and doing their research correctly, there must be managers out there. It's just whether you're brave enough to, to take the plunge, I guess. It, it, it is. I mean, looking from the outside, Chloe, are you surprised that Leicester are doing so badly this season? A little bit, but then I've also seen you sell players and from what I've seen, not really replace them. Um, so that that's never going to be good. Um, and, you know, if you're not going for, if you're not, I don't know how to describe it, if you're not going forward, you're if you're standing still, you're going backwards yeah. because everyone else, that's the one. I knew yeah. it was in there somewhere. Um, so, yeah, good point. And um, obviously, you got rid of quite a few players. Um, I think Michael was the one I was shocked to see go in the summer. Um, he was like your keeper and your captain, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, did you replace him? Not really. We had we only with Danny Ward, who was already at the club, so we didn't bring in anyone who was of a equivalent stature, experience, or a leader on the pitch. So yeah, I think you know as well as Danny Ward may have done or not as a keeper, I don't think we've replaced the voice in the dressing room. No, that 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 is a, a good point. Flipping it over, Craig, are you are you surprised at, at Brighton's success? Uh, not overly, just because I think they've been built on good foundations. I think, you know, whatever people think of, of Potter and, and um, what he did, again, you know, kudos to the board because I don't think anybody had heard of Potter either before uh, before he came up. And I think it was, was it Hewton before Potter? Yeah. Yeah. So it was clear that Brian fans had had enough of that, that style of football, um, shall we say. Uh, and Potter has come out of nowhere and, and built some good foundations. And uh, and you can see that the players seem to know what they're doing. They know what their jobs are. They work looking from the outside. They work really hard off the ball. Um, uh, and that's not only 
to defend but when there's a player on the ball they they create options for them there's a lot of movement uh around them so if you're well organized and you've got good players then you're going to do well i think if you're all pulling in the same direction and and the team spirit seems to be there as you said uh chloe that you know the trossard incident doesn't seem to have affected anything uh if maybe it's pulled them all together you know that they're all um that they've they, again sometimes you you need to get rid of bad apples sometimes yeah. I don't really I didn't really want to do this but I've got to uh last time we met <laughs> it was a bit I presume you went Chloe it was at Brighton um I mean a humdinger of a game and I, I, you tend to forget when you look at the final score how it went I mean a minute in and you were a goal down oh yeah yeah um <laughs> Sorry, I had to get. We haven't got much we can take from the game, so I had to sort of. I can't it. remember it that well, to be honest. It was right before Potter left. I remember that, and um, last game it was the last game. Yeah. yeah, and it was just yeah. I can't really remember how it went yeah. at all. <laughs> well, um, well, we went, we went I know ahead. we won five two, but mm. I can't remember. Yeah, I well, remember McAllister. <laughs> I remember McAllister scoring one of the best disallowed goals of all time. Oh yeah, that's it. He should have had a hat trick. Yeah. Yes. I did. I think um, that was a that was a goal. I don't know how that was cancelled. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, um, but I mean, Craig. I mean, we went one nil up. It was all looking good for nine minutes. Uh, Brighton equalised. Brighton went two nil up. Pats and Dacker equalised. You remember Pats and Dacker scoring goals, uh, 2-2. Um, and then we were doing very well to the 70th minute. And, um, uh, well, 64th minute. And it all went wrong. Trossard scored. Uh, McAllister scored. Then we have three substitutes made. Um, Daniel Amati came on for Yuri Tillemans. That's a great move when you're 4-2 down, isn't it? Uh, and then... And it... <sighs> I'm just worried that we've gone back to that Leicester because we've well, had an awful start. I think um, I think that was Roger's favourite game because it, he played two up front and it didn't work. So now he's he's justified in never playing two up front again in his mind. Mm. Um, but Iheanacho and Daka, yeah, combined in the first minute and scored a good goal. But it epitomised the fact that the biggest thing that is wrong with this set of players whether it's the management of this set of players or whether it is this set of players, is that they don't have any fight in them. You know, yeah. it, you know, they still walk out through a tunnel that says Foxes never quit. Half of them quit before they walk on the pitch these days. And that's the thing that got us to where we are. You know, we could make up for the fact that we didn't necessarily have the best players or whatever it was, but we had heart and we don't seem to have any heart. Um, I think someone put, uh, one of the journalists put on uh, Twitter a few days ago saying, um, striker, midfield, defence, what's the one thing that Leicester City need in this window? And I just replied with a backbone because that's <laughs> that, that appears to, that's the fundamental thing that we haven't got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chloe, you must be sat there listening to this thinking, bring it on. <laughs> this is three points in the bag. I mean, I always get nervous playing teams that aren't as good. We seem to struggle more against sort of lower half teams than um, teams that are like top six. So I'm a little bit nervous, but um, at the same time, I feel like we should win. 
really. I mean, we've not beaten a team in the top half of the table. Is it for over over a year, Gray? I'm not sure. I thought you were just going to leave it as uh, we've not beaten a team. <laughs> oh, if you don't laugh, you'd cry, wouldn't mm. you? You really would. I mean, looking at the last six times that we both played each other, uh, I think you can say that there's probably going to be some cards because we, we've had seven yellows and, and Brighton have had five. But we've won three. They've won two. One was drawn. Um, but I tell you what scares me, and it's it's the form at the moment. I mean, in the form table, Brighton are in seventh, so pretty much where you are in the table, and Leicester for 14th. Worrying thing is that when I look on, on online at these things, it goes the last six games. But if you have a look at the last four, Greg, since we come back from the World Cup, it's lost, 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 lost. And we only just managed to scrape past Gillingham um, <laughs> in the Cup in 1-0. That's true. I think I think there, there there is patterns emerging emerging as there was in the the start of the season. You know, this is almost like a, a repeat of the the you know the, the start again in the second half of the season that we were actually in games and um, that you know we we couldn't finish teams off. You know, a couple of those games we shouldn't have lacked. Uh, we shouldn't have lost to Fulham. You know, we gave them one chance and they took it. Uh, and we missed three or four again the other day. You know, we we missed chances at Forest. You know, it's not like we're not creating chances. We're just not clinical enough, and that comes from, in my opinion, a lack of confidence. And when confidence goes, it's really, really hard to get it back. Mm. Chloe, looking at um, your away form, because uh, obviously you are away from home. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Craig. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. I did the stat show earlier, and I think I came off just wanting to jump out the window. <laughs> I was struggling to find anything positive. Brighton, when you're looking at just the waveform, are the fifth best team in the league. Um, they've played nine away, they've won five, drawn one, they scored 19, um, and they got 16 points from it. Your home form, Chloe, um, not quite so good. Uh, still, you know, one four got fourteen points, but that's what I like. You, you know, you, whether you're home or away, and uh, obviously, you know, it's slightly better away. But you know, you're putting on the performances. Yeah, I mean, this season has just been incredible. I don't think last season we were very good at home at all. Um, this season, we seem to be turning it around a little bit. Um, and we've had some great wins at home against you guys earlier in the season, um, against Chelsea and obviously yeah. beating Liverpool on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, our home form's never been as good as our away form. Yeah. And, Craig, our home form... <laughs> right. We've played nine. Uh, and this is just going to put a huge big smile on Chloe's face. We've played nine at home. We've won two. We've drawn two. We've lost five. Um, scored nine, conceded ten. And we are 18th in the form table when it comes to uh, home games. Um, it, it's well, I just don't know where, where... I can't see where the next win's coming from. No, it is worrying. And I think, as I say, the longer it goes on, you know, the more confidence seems to drain away. And as I said to you last week, I think before the Forest game, I know you, you posed the question of, you know, if we lose, 
uh, is it Brendan's last game? Mm. And I said, I, I didn't think it was because I think they will be basing a lot of it on this game. Um, because if we do lose, then the atmosphere will be toxic, I think. Mm. Um, when you need the, the fans to get behind the team, I, I don't think they will do if it goes against us, to be honest. And it's going to be really hard for the uh, the board to not listen to the noise, I think. so, And I think it it'll feed them a decision. So if we win, they'll be like, great, you know, let's build on it. Let's try and turn the corner. Let's get behind Brendan and the boys. If they lose, it'll be, you know, Brendan, you can hear the noise out there. It's turned toxic. It's not good. We have to act. So I think this game plays into the board's hands in terms of whatever decision that they want to make. Um, And I think it would not surprise me if we win, he stays. If we lose, he goes. I mean, I, I, I think he should have gone already, but it's a very good point that, that you make there. It's the home game. And, mm. I mean, you know, we, we, we're in a position now where we're banning anything over A4 size um, envelope or anything going into the crowd in case it's a, in case it's a banner about getting out. The talks about people flying over the stadium, you know, with the old... Uh, banner behind them i mean it it's i did a show last night with with dave and we were looking at some of the worst managers um in our history and he agreed you know he went Frank mcclintock and he i i haven't felt like this if i'm honest with you since the david pleat years probably yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't i would never put brendan into those uh, positions Yes, we should have had two top fours, but we had two top fives and we won the FA Cups. And I think, you know, whatever, you know, this at the end of it, this is still Leicester, you know, who have never won the Cup in their history and he, and he won the Cup. So we can't decry what he did do. We can argue that he should have done better. But, you know, quite frankly, two fifth places in an FA Cup, there's a hell of a lot of teams who would have taken that in the past three, four years. There but are. now... But now I think, yeah, I think managers and players have shelf lives, you know, and you have to change things to keep it fresh. And if you don't have the money to back a manager to change the whole team, like they used to do at Man United, he made three or four different teams, Ferguson, Wenger did the same. If you haven't got the money to do that, then by law of uh, law of uh, the accountancy, you end up changing the manager. You do, but... It's all this sort of, you know, there are players. Why are there all the injuries occurring? Even, you know, every he is on his door, it says manager, and the book stops with him. Mm-hmm. But you might want to just cover your ears for this next question I'm going to put to Chloe Craig. I just want to go through your last games, Chloe. You put three past Liverpool, you put five past Middlesbrough, you put four past Everton. All right, you lost to Arsenal, but you still got two there. <laughs> You put three past Southampton. I mean, can we just play, you know, 10 at the back? I mean, you are, we touched on it earlier, you're scoring for fun. I mean, that Liverpool game, Jesus, you know, I mean, Liverpool, we can see Spurs, sorry, TM, if you're still in, are not having the best of seasons. And we know Chelsea are struggling, but to host Liverpool and beat them 3-0, I mean, we scored three goals and couldn't beat them. <laughs> two of them were in the wrong end, but I just, you know, 
did you get? I mean, you must have gone to that game. What was the atmosphere? And you know. Oh yeah, it was a really good atmosphere. Um, honestly, some of the best, but probably the best game I've ever been to in terms of performance. Um, mm. Some of the stuff we were playing, it was just so amazing to watch. Um, and every single player, you know, was a ten out of ten performance, and um, it was just, it was just amazing. Really, um, the ground was buzzing. It was epic. I've got, I do a thing here with the stats and it shows sort of the strengths of the both teams and the weaknesses of both teams. And the strengths, we've got two, Craig. Um, Brighton have got six. But I just want to go through the weaknesses because Leicester apparently, and it's based on the games we've played this season, but Leicester's weaknesses are defending against skillful players, protecting the lead. I mean, we know that. Stopping opponents from creating chances, aerial duels, defending counter-attacks, defending set pieces, they're all weak. And then we've got defending against long shots is very weak. Um, Brighton's weaknesses, none. <laughs> they haven't got anything down. I mean, we might as well just turn up, kick off, let them score and go home. I think they could have saved a lot of words there and just put Leicester City weaknesses, playing football. <laughs> yeah. You know, just leave it at that, you know, save a lot of trouble. Um, it's not good, is it? And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can understand Chloe's uh, optimism. I'm sure most Brighton fans will be uh, gleeful, not only that the fact that they're playing us, that the fact that, you know, Man City have turned it round against Tottenham and you've got two games in hand. Um, mm. so I, yeah, it's it's one of those games, that, but we know football is a stupid game, you know. Very often, when everything points to one result, you get another one, and uh, and we desperately need it. I and I think it's fair to say, Chloe, I think we need it more than you. So, come on, yes, yeah, we were kind to you earlier in the season, take pity on us. Mm. I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> um, looking at it here, I mean, action zones. We we if we only get twenty eight percent in the opposition's um no oh, we're Leicester twenty six percent in the opposition's half uh, or last third. We don't seem to be able to get into that last third, Craig. It's, it we seem to sort of play nice fancy passing football up until that point, and mm. then give it away. That's because of the formation that we're playing now, 4-3. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Brendan's worked out that we've um, we've actually got can use five subs yet? I I don't know. I've 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 stopped trying to second guess Brendan. As you know, I've I've been a supporter of his, but it is it is wearing very thin. But yeah. you know, he needs to he, he He's in a position where, which which I don't understand, where he can take chances. You know, when if your back's against the wall, sometimes you come out fighting, you know, or you're just trying the same thing over and over again and expect something different. You know, he should be thinking, right, what's the best way to beat this Brighton team? And all you can think of is that they don't do any research on a team beforehand because we come out, whoever it is, and play exactly the same formation and play in exactly the same way. Nothing mm. seems to change. It's like Groundhog Day. 
I mean, I'm, I can get all these stats up on the system. I'm sure if Brendan wanted to, he could uh, he could actually find these. Yeah. Looking at the probable lineups here, um, Chloe, they've got you down as a four-two-three-one. Is is that how you think he'll he'll turn, uh, play tomorrow, De Zerbi? Um, possibly, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. And we've got the same, Craig. Four two three one, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, potentially, I know he he looked at playing two two holding midfielders, but you know, I hopefully he'll play Mendy. I think he needs to play Mendy. He needs to be. He needs to take the game to Brighton. I think you're at home. The emphasis is on you mm. to on us to to take the game to Brighton and start on the front foot, and that's something that we're not very good at doing as well. He needs to pick the most um, physical team for me. I think it's one of those where you have to win the battles. There was a there was a 20-minute period in the game against Fulham where we got really aggressive and we looked much better for it. We were winning the ball high up the pitch, closing down, and that's where your turnovers are. When we win the ball, it's usually the, the fact that it's been given back to us, but we're so far back down the pitch that we're not we're not turning the ball over in dangerous areas. And that's why, you know, the number of chances that we're creating or the number of touches we're having in the final third is so low. I mean, Chloe, you know, as, a, as the away team, you, you've just got to sit there and, and almost just, because the longer it goes on and we don't score against you, and then if you were to score against us, the crowd are just going to turn. So really, Brighton are in a win-win situation. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, yeah, I just, I just hope it doesn't all go wrong because I remember um, I did a stream before the Liverpool game and they were all saying how negative they were feeling about the game. And I was just like, oh my God, that makes me so much more nervous than if they were all positive. <laughs> because I always feel like those are the ones you mess up on when um, you feel like you should win. Um, so I hope we don't sort of underestimate you in a way. I can't. I can't remember the last time I felt we would win. I'd love to have that feeling back. But talking about winning, and we'll let you go in a second, Chloe. We'll, we'll go on to score predictions, and I haven't got them all in at, at, at this end. But um, Craig, you've gone for a two-one Leicester win. <laughs> yeah, that's more in hope than uh, reality. You know, we've, we've got to try and think positive at least. The man's a fool. <laughs> so it more can used to say. Uh, I've gone one-one, and I'd take that now if you were offering me that. Um, Brad's gone three-nil to Brighton, and Steve's gone. Steve Lyonix's ex-player's gone two-nil to Brighton. They're, they're trying a bit of reverse psychology there. Chloe, you've got to see it as a Brighton win. What, what's your score prediction? Three now. I I, th I I don't know whether we could keep it down to that, to be honest with you, but uh, I do. I do think uh, you. I am worried. I'm not going to be lying. I'm going to be doing the watch along from behind the sofa. But look, Chloe, fantastic! You're having a great season. I hope you get into Europe. I really, really do. Just not a, you know. Could you wait for maybe three days before you uh, <laughs> before you actually go for it? 
Um, but thank you so much for, uh, for for coming on and joining us and, and giving your views. Uh, again, just remind people where they can find you. Uh, I'm British Tea Hater on Twitter and Instagram, um, and I'm also on the Albion Obsessed podcast. So. Um, get over there and uh, <laughs> or hide <laughs> if the if it doesn't go our way. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, take care, and like I say, after Saturday, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, Chloe. Thank you. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye bye. Uh, oh, she went that quick then that I clicked on her and uh, <laughs> she clicked on me. you. Um, I mean, if you're a Brighton fan, it, it, it's great times, isn't it? Yeah, you have to enjoy it, don't you? You know, your team's playing attractive football and not only that, you're getting the results to go with it. You know, it's, uh, it's not that long ago that was us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, tops in the country, apparently. Mm. Um, I, I mean, say, I think uh, it'll be in the country anyway, I think, because there's, you know, it's a transfer window where, you know, there's a few things bubbling under. Mm. Um but as I say, you know, I've thought I've thought for a couple of weeks now that this would be the game, um, that it would all come to a head one way or another. You know, this is the almost the classic back him or sack him game. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TM, if she is still in the chat, is probably uh, <laughs> she's gone from orange face to red face. I think mm. <laughs> it's now Manchester City four, Tottenham Oof. Hotspur two, um, from two nil up. They're just complete. I mean, to be honest, they've, they've, it's, it's defending that Leicester would be proud of. Yeah. They've done a Tottenham. That's what they've done. Yes, they have, haven't they? <laughs> haven't they? Uh, oh, the TM is still is not happy. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how we feel this season, TM. Welcome to yeah. our world. Uh, Mike says, it, Chloe was uh, most pleasant. Um, she was very nice. She's very nice. And, you know, we do this and we have a bit of banter and that's what it should be like. That's what it should be like. Um, yeah, just talking, if you're okay again for a couple mm -hmm. of minutes, um, uh, Craig. Um you did, Mike. Mike said he went four two. He, he, he did. Um, transfers. I mean, we, you know, we're talking about Victor Christensen. Yeah. He looks well. Um, apparently, they've agreed personal terms. The medical is set yeah. up. It's just a case of finalising um, uh, details. I, I can't believe that I was reading because that's how it came up. Competition mm. for Thomas uh, in the team, and I can't believe I was reading what. Um, Brendan Rogers said, to be honest with you, uh, we have got that show tomorrow. Um, Premier, mm. it's not going to be live, but Premier in at seven o'clock, we'll find out all about it. But mm. he does look a good prospect, and we do need that, don't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, I was talking to Scott yesterday, um, about him, and uh, he obviously does a lot online and he's talking to people from all over the world. And uh, mm. he was saying that usually in these situations, if the fans are upset about him going, particularly for the fee that he's going for, then that's usually a good sign. Uh, mm. And the Copenhagen fans don't seem particularly happy at all um, that, he, that, he, that he looks like he's leaving. So hopefully we've picked another good young one out. Yes, indeed. And talking of um, uh, the young one, uh, as, as Scott's just said there, and you, 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 uh, you can read my mind, Scott. Apparently we've submitted, well... Leicestershire uh, Live say it's World Cup ace. I don't know if I'd go that far or not. But uh, Harry Souter at Norwich. And we've got, you know, we've had a good player or two off Norwich, haven't we, down the years? Um, 
10, 10 million pounds has been uh, declined. Um, mm -hmm. But again, he's a young midfielder. Everybody's talking highly of him. Uh, but if that if that's not going ahead, apparently we have now put an offer in for a lease midfielder Morgan. Here we go. I thought I was doing well with Christiansen. Morton. <laughs> no, he's not the guy from Aha. Uh -huh. Morton Harkett. Yeah, Morton Hume, Hume and we'll, we'll leave it at that. Morton. Uh, yeah. But apparently Forest, Leeds and Southampton are also interested. He he must be uh, he must be a, a a player that everybody in the in the bottom quarter of the table is after then. So <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I mean I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about Harry Souter to be honest. I assume he played for Wales, did he? Um, I'm guessing that's where he's a yeah. World Cup yeah. ace. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how well they did to to become an ace, but no. well, I'm not sure how uh, how well Norwich are doing for him to be an ace. But you know, I think you could probably pick up uh, Cantwell for nothing at the moment. Uh, and it wasn't long ago that he was the player that everybody wanted. Yeah, he's looking at Scotland, out of, apparently. Yeah, I think he's out of uh, contract, isn't he? So uh, mm. it's like he's going to Rangers. But, I mean, the thing is, these are all well and good, but they're not necessarily the players who are going to get you out of trouble now. No. Um, and you need, you know, maybe we need a couple of experienced players. I mean, West Ham are turning to Danny Ings, aren't they? You know, an experienced yes. Premier League player. You know, maybe that's what we need—a couple of, of of older heads to just, you know, steady the ship a little bit and uh, just get some experience in. But sorry, uh, I have to no, say, Stoke, I, not Norwich, yeah, it uh, is so. The reason is because I'm looking uh, at a picture of Harry Souter on the screen, and he's wearing yellow top and green shorts, and that's because he's Australian. <laughs> ah right, okay. I locked it in as well. Ah, Norwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he's playing for Stoke. So he's he's got you know he's got the experience. I think he's. Yeah, there um, was a couple of decent Australian players, to be fair, that I do remember. But yes, um, yeah. I mean, but do you think it is finished for two? By the way, um, do you? None of us got that right either. Do you think that some of us did put Riyadh in their fantasy teams this week? So. Um, Oh, did you? Just saying, yeah. <laughs> I think he scored two and he got an assist, so. Ah, nice one, nice one. Some management you can't, that you is can't moan about that, can you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got Andy Lockhead's number, says Mike. If you were watching the show last night, Mike, I can't remember whether you were in or not. Uh, so do I. because <laughs> His daughter used to be my neighbour in Burnley. Mm. Um, I did... Um, I don't know about this. Terry says, dare I say they're buying for the championship? Yeah, I don't think that's anything that a club does, to be honest. No. You know, you, you can't do that. You have to, you, you've got to buy to to stay here because... It will be know, in their you, minds, I'm guessing. It's got to be. It is, but you don't start that buying now, you no. know. No, you I, 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 think, I think what they're doing, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing, they're doing what we did do. You know, they're, they're identifying young up-and-coming prospects, yes. trying to bring them in for decent fees, knowing that after two or three seasons they'll sell them on. You know, that that's our that's our philosophy. That's our the, the way that the club is run. We've just been unlucky, I guess, that uh, that it's got a little bit stale and we, we've been caught out with injuries for the past couple of seasons that has showed off the, the lack of squad depth. And let's not... Um... 
forget, you know, we shouldn't knock these lower league players I mean, or reserve team players. I said earlier, you know, who Muzzy is it? Was was uh, was only a reserve team player. Um, Robbie Savage was oh, fair enough. <laughs> Shoes the argument down. Uh, but Neil Lennon, Vardy, one. Yeah, Jamie Neil Lennon Vardy, was another one. Neil you know, Lennon, all of that. Yeah. Steve yeah. Guppy. You know, in it's it's all about management formations, but also the mindset of the players. You know, we go back to that league winning team. None of them would have got in any other team. Well, at the start of the season, none of them would have been picked no. up by anybody else. No. Obviously, at the end, they've become superstars, some of them. But um, but they were the right players who had the right kind of mentality. And mm. and Ranieri kept it simple, you know. It didn't ask players to do things that they're not capable of doing. Mm. Defend, get it to one of the midfielders, or kick it up to the forwards, or score. I, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Yes. I mean, do we I mean I, I, I said um you know are they for the here and now? Why not? You know, they can't play any worse. You know, you it, it's not like bringing somebody from the you know youth team through. We're bringing a player from the championship, which is like technically could say sometimes a harder league than the Premier League. Um, so they're gonna have they're gonna I mean the guy that we're looking at, <laughs> you know, from um from from the, the Danish defender, um Christensen. You know, he's an international. Yeah. He's only 20, I'm, but he's an international. Yeah, he's got Champions League experience. What you would hope is that they bring uh, physicality and dynamism because that's what we've lacked. And, you know, we miss that with we miss that with Ricardo. We miss that with James Justin. You know, two players who play on the front foot and want to get the ball and get forward as quickly as possible. Yeah. Now we're too tentative. You know, we play tentative football and that's the problem. So you need players who you can get on the front foot, win the ball, and but look to go forward. Yeah, no, 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 no agree. I mean, Craig says, uh, sorry, Scott says there, Craig, uh, he said a lack of squad depth as Brendan uh, as all managed have the yeah. favourites. I mean, I'm going back to that that competition thing. And, you know, if we bring these players in, how long is it going to be before they actually get a game? Because they're going to bring it in. Let's say we bring, you know, a couple of defenders in. It'll still yeah. be playing phase. I mean, you know, phase is completely his confidence is gone. Mm -hmm. I love him as a player. He's a no-nonsense midfielder, but you can see his confidence is gone. His performances have not been the level that they were mm -hmm. pre-World Cup. And he's yeah. obviously got the two own goals. Goals have been going past him and and his confidence is gone. And Marty, and you know what I'm, you know, you know, I like Amarty, but he's got a mistake in him. Mm -hmm. And yet we have you know, a World Cup, well, <laughs> defender there um, in, in Soyuncu, that mm. it doesn't, you know, how, if, if they're, you know, if he's going to rest them, he's got yeah. the players to replace. He just doesn't mm. want to. So to sit there and say, well, yeah. we need competition. The mm. competition is there. It's he's, he's, he's basically, mm. it's, it's BBS again, isn't it? Brendan's bullshit. Yeah, you're right, Scott, you're right. You know, there are players there who should be given a chance, you know, players who were brought to the club. And and this this is, again, this is where you want a uh, a journalist to call him out. You know, mm. it's not a simple, it's not an, a, a difficult question to ask. No. You know, if that's what you're saying, that these players have not got enough competition, why do you not play the players that are on the bench? Are you saying that these people, these players are not good enough 
to be competition for those who are playing. Yeah. And if not, why not? Because you mm. brought them to the club. You yeah. didn't bring the three into you, but you brought the others. Yeah. I, so ask, ask a difficult question now and again, Germans. Mm. I actually sent an email this week to uh, to the club, um, to their um, publicity department. You know, the angry the or pool, <laughs> almost like that, almost like that. And I marked it. I'm just going to get it up now. But I marked this. Um, where are we here? Sent. Um, where are we? For the for the attention of uh, Anthony Herley. Who is like the press manager or whatever? Mm-hmm. And um, I put here, I realize that as a club, you only speak to accredited outlets, and that all the fans get to see is the carefully written and checked press releases and program notes you want us to see. And I go on about the club changing the need to be. And it's funny because he said about the clubs being transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Yes, we see the press conferences and the press releases, but they do not answer the questions and worries that a lot of fans have. I do not believe that currently the club is as close to the fans as it recently was. Why don't you send somebody or let somebody come on, talk to me? It will be, you know, not going to sort of (laughs) get the knives out, but I will ask the questions that the fans Mm. want to to know. And I sent that on on Sunday, on Mm -hmm. Sunday morning. And not had a reply. Not even a, a thing of like, sorry, you're not accredited, can't do yeah. it. You know, and and that says it all. Yeah, it's uh there are a lot of worrying things going on that that there, there has been that lack of um you know communication. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like when any when anything's going well, you everybody's bright and breezy, and you're happy to chat, you know, because you know it's yeah. all going to be positive. And when it's not, it's a much more difficult thing. And with the, with the best will in the world, we don't know really what goes on behind the scenes at a football club. Yeah. We've got no real idea of of what's happened in uh, in King Power's business over the period of the of the uh, of the the, the COVID mm-hmm. situation. We don't know these things. Yes, it would be nice to have some insight into that. We don't know how much they're allowed to say. You know, you're not going to talk about specific transfer targets, so they have to be vague and say it's going on behind the scenes and we're working our best. So you're never going to get a better one than that. But I think there are questions that should be asked about the current squad that we've got. Mm. And, And that's where, you know, we just want to know and, and and again, I know it's difficult be- for a manager to be vocal and critical of his employees. Let's put it that way, um, because you wouldn't want it in your own workplace. You wouldn't want your manager coming out and saying, "Well, actually, I've got Bill in the warehouse. He's he's not doing a great job, to be honest, and I'm looking for a replacement." But no one's ever going to come out and say that. So it is difficult on what they can and can't say. But it would be nice to have some of the the the, the easier questions mm. dealt with, you know. And and I think that's where the, the fans get frustrated. And if you're not putting that out there, then you leave everything open to conjecture. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. And that's what I said, you know, um, regarding the January, uh, the summer window. Nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. So we all made our 
um, own minds up <laughs> as to what was going on. Mm-hmm. Rogers was um, left out, oh no, hung out to dry. I've got to back Rogers on that. I do believe he was. And it was only sort of on the last day of the transfer window when nothing could be done about it, the top put some notes in the, you know, in the, in the um, program for yeah. that day, but it was the last day of the window. So yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. I did put in it. I don't suppose I'll hear something from you. And if it is, it will just be a, uh, a, a, a you know, mm. a third I'm looking for. It will just be a standard. We're not, yeah. We can't talk to you sort of thing, but no, you know, but there we go. There we go. Craig, if I can ask you to stay backstage, I've got just I've got a quick question okay. for you to ask off, if that's okay. Thank you very much. Fingers crossed. Um, the only good thing is that you're going to see it and I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a good game sooner or later, surely. Yeah. <laughs> um maybe we're just trying to do another great escape. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant, mate. Thank you so very Cheers, much. Chris. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you to Craig, my wise old owl, as always there. Um, knows what he's talking about. Well, as one of us has to. Um, look, hey, like I said, tomorrow it's a double show day. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Seven o'clock tomorrow. We are talking to Danish journalist. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to try and pronounce his name, um, J- Jonas Dalgard. I think it is Jonas. Anyway, <laughs> I can say his first name. Um, we, it will be a pre-recorded, but it will be premiering at seven o'clock, and he's going to give us all the lowdown on. Uh, I did speak to another Danish. Actually, this was interesting. I did speak to another Danish um, journalist as well, and he says it looks like it's all going to be going through. So we'll get the lowdown on that tomorrow. And then at nine o'clock, it's normally, of course, question time. But tomorrow we're going to have a mid-season review and talk about how all the clubs have done. Uh, So sloppy seconds at nine, seven o'clock for the transfer special. If you're new to the channel, please do subscribe. And we appreciate that. And if you have subscribed, please do... um, smash that likes button uh again that really does help uh mike is off he's got an early start but well i'm going as well um don't have anybody reading anything into that and scott's gone two nil to brighton thanks to everybody for watching if you've been listening on the podcast there's going to be some big podcast news coming soon so uh please stay tuned for that as well i should have some news on that next week i will see you all tomorrow at seven o'clock thank you so much for joining in thanks to craig and thanks to chloe for coming in take care stay safe and remember don't do anything i wouldn't enjoy good night Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Lester till I Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.